0: Hey, this is Rachel.
1: Hey, this is Spencer.
0: And this is Neon Boots, the 90s country music podcast that we're still doing. Thanks for coming in on episode four. And today, our special guest is Miss Erin Terry. Hey! <laughs> She's blushing. I, if, <laughs> we're it's not nice even... to be called Miss. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I am. I'm a Miss. This great. You said Queen miss. before. So yes, Queen. Kind of well, no, it's not a Mrs. Queen. <laughs> Miss Queen Erin Terry. Erin um, is a dear, dear friend of mine, and a very funny lady. Um, she is the promoter of uh, all ladies and femme identifying comedy. Ugh, what did cartel
2: what, <laughs> cartel? <Just> basically, <laughs> a gang of uh, funny girls in North Carolina. Uh, we do stand up mostly, mm-hmm. um, although I will sometimes allow improv or music or storytelling, but. Um, I like how you said I will allow oh my improv. God. Y'all, what is improv? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's a different podcast. Uh, no, it's really fun. It's Eyes Up Here Comedy. We put on shows all over North Carolina, but mostly in Raleigh and Durham. And uh, in 2018, we had like 75 shows in, what, 51 weeks? Because I don't crazy. do last of 52. December. Oh, yeah. Okay. I
0: was going to say, there's 52 weeks in a year. Yes. It was a lot. But it's a lot of fun. fun. And I've done some open mics with eyes up here.
2: Yes. You have you've been in a showcase. You've been in Fresh Face Showcase. Hey. Hey. <laughs> That's, That's a real step stand up. up. You have paid to st- do
0: it. I did. I did. We passed a hat and somebody put a tampon in there. Oh my gosh. We needed it. I mean, it made sense. It was an all ladies group. I have Somebody's going to need it. To it. I was like, I have one. It's in my fishbowl
2: where we asked for donations.
1: That's good. You don't have to like, split it five ways or yeah. something. No. We
0: sure until somebody really needs it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It ain't me. Uh. <laughs> hey, me neither. Hey. For <laughs> oh, goodness. Hmm. Well, we'll talk a little bit more towards the end about some stuff that you have coming up, so uh, you can use this as a free advertisement opportunity Wonderful for spending your afternoon with us.
2: Yeah, I'm excited. This is funny to me, <laughs> this, this concept and this uh, execution
0: of memory lane. Oh,
1: right. It's funny how we're choosing to spend our time. It's like a, a ringing endorsement.
0: It's like, uh, we're going to talk, we're going to flashback to the period of time that was probably most awkward for all of us. And traumatic. Hey. <laughs> and revisit that through the music that we listen to. Well, Laugh at my trauma, please. So, as always, we each have a song picked out to talk about today. Um, And Erin, do you want to tell us what song you chose? (laughs) I chose the
2: um, Power Ballad (laughs) by, I guess, really late 90s songstress uh, (laughs) Leanne Womack. You may remember her. Trying to make it sound French. She's Leanne Womack, Um, I Hope You Dance. Oh, my gosh. Y'all, they played this song too much. And uh, as we were talking and I'm like, what what really stands out in my mind that I heard and Probably bought or downloaded This was it So Where do we even start With Leanne Womack
0: Well I will Before we start talking about The song in too much detail I will say that we had a little Back and forth Where Spencer and I Weren't sure if we wanted to Allow you to do this song
1: (laughs) Much like you're in charge Of allowing improv or not (laughs) Right We also can make choices Thank
0: you for the allowance Um, (laughs) Because technically this song Was released in early 2000. But since it was recorded in ninety nine, we gave you a pass. A I also vibe. wanted to veto it because I just hate this song.
2: Well, I mean it's a hateable song. <laughs> it's so hateable. In retrospect. But at the time
0: I, I mean think I as hated much as, it in the moment.
2: Yeah, as but well. as much as tenth grade, ninth grade and tenth grade like ran together. I couldn't have told you this was from 2000. It just feels like it was a long time ago. Yeah. And I was like, sure, this is a 90s alley-oop. And y'all were like, no. And I was like, but it's so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Let's remember how bad that part of our lives was, so. It fits. Here we are in 1999 recording, but um, Mm -hmm. we can still generalize about the 90s niche of it all. I mean, it's definitely not... A new song of the new millennia. It is an old. It is. Bad song. Yeah.
0: When I've, I realized as we're doing this podcast more, there's and I have this conversation with my husband talking about this song and then also talking about the Dixie chicks, which we'll talk about in future episodes. But he's like, that's not nineties country. That's like its own thing. And it, there is kind of this break between I think what some people think of as 90s country, which is like Garth Brooks, stuff like that. And then late 90s, where you have more of these
1: like crossover type
0: hits, which we've talked a little bit in previous episodes. Yeah. Right.
1: And I don't, I'm not as familiar with the late night, like Dixie Chicks were not really on my radar as much. Wrong. Like I was, I think I was like discovering other genres existed at that point in time. Yeah,
2: that was when, good. I was, really I was like hitting
1: high school. Yeah. Christian well,
2: ska, so. Oh. Christian We all
0: made ska. mistakes. I would see yeah.
1: Supertones, is that what kind of stuff we're talking about here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And nice. Five Iron Frenzy. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: I, was, I did download some <laughs> Five Iron Frenzy from Napster, but I didn't realize that it was Christian music until it was too late. Sneaky, <laughs> sneaky, sneaky.
1: Sneaking. Oh, no. Well, and that's no. like,
0: Leanne Womack definitely has like some Christian leanings in
2: this song. Not just Christian, but I mean, to me, it rang Christian. Mm-hmm. And who was she pandering to? You
1: want to listen yeah. to that part? Oh, yeah.
0: Let's let's, talk, let's listen to all of her faith comments.
1: <laughs> Not all of them, but let's listen to one.
0: I hope you still feel small when you stand beside the ocean. We never Promise me that you'll give faith the fighting
1: chance. And when you get the choice to sit it out or dance. Dance! dance. She's
0: been still. Oh, my oh, I wish that we had video attached to this <laughs> podcast because... <laughs> Between that break <laughs> and the dance part, Erin and I definitely kind of Celine Dion. that yeah. Yeah, Celine yeah. Dion. That part <laughs> you can probably
1: imagine. That's what most people would do in that part. I think you mm-hmm.
0: just have to like, yeah,
2: <sighs> no, I. It's awful. Well, the sentiment behind the song is like, I took it wrong as a teenager because I, I really. Um, I'm not a dancer like I have no grace no I mean I have some rhythm but like you don't want to see how much I smile while, while I am dancing so <laughs> I'm bad at it and so I, I would always hear this and be like this is this song is sort of meant for those girls who whose parents paid for 12 years of something so like show us what you can do where, where's all our money gone where are those costumes you know. But as I like was maturing, I realized it was more about like taking chances Mm -hmm. and the first kind of few weddings that I've gone to. So I think about this in the grand scheme, few weddings I went to, like I would, if I didn't have somebody to dance with, I just wouldn't dance. And I was like, I didn't. More fun. I I'm just to listen to dance. Leanne. I know she like came what
1: in a Leanne, a, teach me.
0: in a clutch. Um, Wwld. <laughs>
1: <Leanne> <laughs> what
0: did Leanne do? She doesn't even dance in the video. I know that's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> it's just she doesn't want to dance. She's telling you to
2: dance. Yes. Well, and back to the faith overtones. So I was super Christian in the '90s and into the thousands, and and I mean I hung it up eventually, sort of. We're not really on speaking terms, but uh, for the most part, like, I really liked that she had, like, this hit on the radio that, like, mm-hmm. told people to have faith. Right. Like, it was really important to me to, like, be witnessing at all times because mm-hmm. it was evangelical. Um, but she says it more than once. Like, she says, you know, that line about give faith, find a chance, but she also says, um... When you look up at the heavens, give it more than a passing glance. I'm like, oh, that's because God is up there. I I mean, I don't know. It's like the
0: clouds are pretty.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe stop and smell the roses, but I was always so ready to read into everything. Everything. Yeah. Because I'd be like, I'd look at my friends in the line to come on and be like, come on, give it a fighting chance, you know? Like, (laughs) oh my God. Um, No. I mean, this is a, a pretty song. I'm sure that everybody's. Weddings had this as the mother son dance. It's a yeah. very motherly kind of, um, you know. Obviously, she's a woman, but she is being very maternal in the song. And as someone who experiences many a mom issues, this song really can make me cry. If catch me on the wrong mood, yeah, the wrong day. Woo. Okay. Nobody's ever told me to go, you know, take a chance or. Uh, If one door closes, I hope
0: one more opens. God, that's optimistic. Aaron, I'm just going to start texting you lines from this song.
1: (laughs) If if I had listened... Start every morning.
2: So I listened to it today to test myself on how many lyrics I remember. I remembered most of them, Mm -hmm. including the male background singers who I... Remember he sings something a little different and he yeah. like slows the tempo in the background some which I love when people sing in rounds so appreciate that <laughs> but uh, gosh it's just a it's a really sweet sentiment yeah. um, I don't love the song mhm but I don't I don't think about it in a way that makes me like feel embarrassed I'm like oh it was it, it was appropriate at the time yeah. and like you know for what it's worth like do I still watch a Lizzie McGuire movie and feel the same way
0: a little. <laughs> <laughs> this is 14-year-old me had bad taste. Cool. I think a lot of us had bad taste at, at 14. But I think that it's interesting because you said earlier that, like, this is the one song that kind of, like, stuck out to you. There wasn't a lot of other 90s country music because you were listening to a lot of Christian music. Stuff. Yeah, a lot um, of non is, Which is very different for Spencer and I because we listened to 90s, like, all of it. Right. Not just once it kind of started the crossover right. stuff in the late 90s.
2: Well, and, like, my parents didn't listen to country music Mm -hmm. at all. So country music was something that my friends had to like enough to tell me to listen to. Mm -hmm. Or that I would catch in, you know, just regular, um, like, society. Like, I didn't know Achy Breaky Heart until they played it at school because we were going to learn a line dance, and it had been out for, like, two years. Yeah. You know, I wasn't sheltered. My parents didn't give a shit what we listened to, but they didn't listen to country. Right. And
0: so, by default, you didn't listen right. to country. Right. I think that, I'm sorry to interrupt, I but you it. you talking about doing Achy Breaky Heart at school as a line dance, <laughs> it's funny, because we had that same conversation with BJ Barham about how that was, like, for him, it was multiple weeks of gym. <laughs> Was learning yeah. the line dances. It. But where is he from? <laughs> He's from Reidsville, North Carolina. Okay, I'm from Charlotte, which, I mean...
2: I'm not from, not the hood, but, like, marginal parts of Charlotte. My school was pretty racially mixed, and we learned <laughs> that was a Hebrew heart line
0: nails.
1: That was a crossover a little bit. Like, yeah. You know, it wasn't totally.
2: It wasn't, I, but it, it made was made its big way enough. outside
1: the country world. Yeah. Right. Like, it
2: made its way out, and that's how I heard of it. Because it was so ridiculous. Right. And, I mean, he, Billy Ray Cyrus was on all the TV shows. So you're like, what are they talking about? But um, my neighbors were also pretty... Into country music, and they would make me sit through stuff, too. Mm. So I got... I mean, it's not like they were smuggling country music to me, but they were just <laughs> smuggling country. helping me know that there were other things out there besides the marginal music that I was super into, like yeah. Reliant and
1: K. I, and I think, like, around Reliant this time... K. I'm pretty sure this was the like senior song for my brother's graduating class. Oh, in 2000. Yeah. Uh, Shout to Heart Central, although I'm sure it was every high school in 2000 it was probably like their senior song was automatically this. So
0: I don't know. Wait, what year did that Green Day song come out?
1: Um, Time Good of your rinse? life. Yeah, so pretty sure.
0: When was the Vitamin C? Yeah, That one. That was
2: that was the other one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like those were separate uh-uh. years.
2: Time of your life came out in '97. Oh wow! Because yeah, because that Cause used to make me cry like, about Princess Diana. Why? Was, Wait, it
0: had nothing to do. with Time of your time. life makes you think of Princess Diana. Mm-hmm.
2: Somebody made like a memorial video that like it. It was like real sad.
0: Uh, but and that's that, that who, song. Who was that
1: connected yes. to Green Day and Princess Di. Those were like the intersection of their interests. That was like, I'm gonna make that video.
0: I mean, oh. I was one of those kids. I stayed up and watched her funeral, and also had yep. Dookie. <laughs> I mean, the album. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. did <laughs> nice I save? Thank yeah. you. <laughs> no, I mean... So much of what
2: about this song and other songs we've just mentioned—they're like emotion porn. They definitely want mm-hmm. to play on those cheesy heartstrings, and I mean, to be honest, I live for that kind of stuff. I just—I yeah. can't do it too much. I'm an empath, and you know, I can cry at a drop of a pin. You have seen it. I've seen it. It doesn't always require alcohol, but alcohol like expedites the process.
0: Uh, and and Erin is enjoying some margaritas. Mm-hmm. Well, While we're I am here. a tender-hearted girl. (laughs) And
2: there's a really nice idea behind this kind of song. If this was just written as a poem, it could be something they put inside of like a Hallmark card on your graduation day or something... Someone could read as a toast. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. it, it's nice and it rhymes.
0: I think that, and I think that the, it does rhyme very well. I think <laughs> that this period in music, especially country music, you were allowed to be that type of like cheesy emotional. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this song could come out today mm-hmm. no. and have the same type of like, people would be like, this is dumb. Yeah. It wouldn't even, it would not get any air No. Time. No, mm-hmm. not at all. Before we move on, we were talking... Oh, I've got, I've got more shit. Oh, you've got more hours, shit. Yeah. Okay, um, well, we, since, we were talk, since we were talking earlier about the music video and how Leanne Wemek doesn't actually dance in the music video she (laughs) sits and watches other people dance but I was watching the video last night and there are ballerinas that are dancing behind this like gated area in a garden and it immediately made me think of Blind Melon's no rain video and I showed you guys a screenshot (laughs) of like the ballerinas in Leanne Womack's video and then the chubby girl in the the bee costume And it's just... Oh, it was just so funny because... We got to find that garden. We do. (laughs) And the gate. And we just need to open it up and go dance. I mean,
2: I think if we go there, we have to everything will be sort of airbrushed, like Myrtle Beach style, from, uh, yes. from how these videos <laughs> look. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hazy, memories. Hazy one, memories. That's the name of that garden.
0: <laughs> okay, that's so, all I wanted to say. What's, right, well, what well, wonderful what stuff the, do you have, Go Going
1: to like the, the um, this being a sweet song, but also drinking alcohol right now reminded me of <laughs> reading on the Wikipedia about the song, which I did verify looking at the actual Billboard issue it was in, in like 2004 she was like between Uh, albums and at like this country radio seminar thing and so she was like playing it loose and and got apparently drunk one night but the next day at lunch had to perform the song and totally forgot the lyrics. Because
0: she was so hungover. You know
1: like that was like it was like four or five years later she'd play that song probably every time she was anywhere in those four or five years and somehow missed it but it was like it was okay because everyone else was pretty hungover too so you know like it's just like ridiculous to me that she could have played the song that many times and somehow blanked on that
0: Alcohol is a strong Strong thing
1: Yeah I mean I'm not I'm not judging on that But um... I'm
2: not sad about that I think it's Really funny I mean maybe that's like goals mm-hmm. like Be so good at something You would be like Fuck this I mean I'm here Yeah
0: I'm Leo <laughs> Well you also gotta think A song at like this level She can just Mumble the words And the crowd's gonna sing along Yeah that's what that's Or be what like was... You guys take this chord and this <laughs> <Yeah>. verse
2: <laughs> Yes You guys <laughs> take turn. this whole song <laughs> Mike to the audience No one's singing <laughs>
1: <laughs> there, uh, oh. There is like a local connection too With the songwriters uh, It was co-written Tia Sillers. I'm guessing mm-hmm. is how you say her name uh, Actually started writing songs when she went to UNC Chapel Hill oh. uh, Apparently and then she later won Or earlier I guess won a Grammy For a Dixie Chick song she co-wrote Speaking of Dixie chicks, there's your trouble.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So, um, and then, then the one. other co-writer was Mark D. Sanders, who wrote a lot of good stuff, like John Michael Montgomery, who we were talking about earlier. Uh, if you got love, and Reba's "Heart's a Lonely Hunter," and my pick for the next episode we're doing: uh, "Heads of Carolina, Tells California." Mm-hmm. Um, nice. But apparently, like those yeah. two came together later and wrote a book. Yes. about this song that sold uh, two
0: million it like, copies of course like, they did it was 2 like two million copies. chicken noodle soup for the soul type oh my of situation oh I
2: mean I, if I could have been a part of that wave I would have I had
1: four copies of
2: chicken soup for the teenage okay. soul chicken soup for the girl soul
1: oh my god even better too. a couple years ago they based a Hallmark documentary on the song
0: oh I missed that yeah
1: which uh, let me get the, the quote exactly in the description of it <laughs> People whose lives have been dramatically altered by the Grammy award-winning number one song.
0: Pete, so somebody's life has been altered by this?
1: people, plural. It's not a person.
0: I want to meet these people. These uh, people live
2: in, like, Nebraska. We
1: need need to find this this, this song. When it's like, well, she just said to give the heavens a second glance. (laughs) And I did So I
0: did and I saw that and meteor I... coming straight for me and I ran.
1: <laughs> I saw the prettiest cloud up there in the sky. God.
0: Woo! Oh who whose life
2: was not changed by this song, I challenge everyone i don't yeah. know this song made me more of a cynic so you hate this song <laughs> i'm not a fan i love that you hate this song because we're not the same we're not wired the same and of course i would choose whether you're like pass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's okay what else did leanne womack even sing she had like some i feel like they song. gave her
1: a few i'll think of a reason later
0: also a little past little rock okay I remember that that was, so was on the a same fan album. album
2: i don't have that album i just got this song just this song but
1: <laughs> this was her only number one country song
2: yeah because she's like ultimately forgettable but yeah. my like biggest qualms with country music today and i mean everybody says the same thing but i gave up on it probably in the early 2000s it's just it was also canned mm-hmm. it was obvious that you know, you didn't have to write these lyrics. You could just pawn them to different singers and see who it landed with. Yeah. But um, I mean, but that's like the
0: Nashville Machine, like yeah. right? Very few people write.
2: I totally songs. get that, but you know, in what in, around that time, Aver Brothers were starting to do stuff that sounded terrible. Right? People played it for me. And I'm like. Ugh, turn this off. I remember the first time
0: I heard them too, and I was also like, this is gross.
2: They can't (laughs) sing. But they were doing something that they meant something to them, Mm -hmm. and and ultimately, like, do I still listen to them? Maybe not. But.
0: um, There was a period of time when I listened to them and would see see them a lot. Like, once they figured their stuff out. I was
1: super into them, like, mid 2000s. Right. College. Uh, But Um, even
2: with, like, Taylor Swift is for whatever it's worth. She writes her own stuff. You can tell it's from her own perspective. She she may not be musically very gifted, but she was a Let's watch some 13. words over there. Listen. I'll stand up for Taylor. <laughs> oh i i I can be one way or the other, but it just <laughs> for what it's worth, I like singer songwriters. People yeah. who have written and sing their own stuff, their own stuff. from their own perspective. Leanne Romack, <laughs> I hope you dance. Does not do that. Doesn't meet my standards for that, for what I would have liked to say I liked about 90s country, but, you know, it's a jam. Yeah.
0: heart heartwarming. So I have this sneaky feeling that my dog snoring is ending up in the background of all of these <laughs> She hates these recordings, Which is why she's snoring so loudly. <laughs> oh, Okay, anything else about I hope you dance? And how mm-hmm. awful it is. I mean, I won't listen to it again for another 20 years. That's fine. So we're good. Missing here.
1: <laughs> <When> <laughs> so I make Rachel the starts texting you lyrics from every morning.
0: And, <laughs> and then you're going to have to listen to it just to get it out of your head. Okay, so my pick is Down at the Twist and Shout by Mary Chapin Carpenter. It was released in 1991 on her album called Shooting Straight in the Dark and actually won a Grammy for Best Country Music Performance by a female. It was the first of four consecutive wins for her in that category. Damn. um, Because she's just a badass and she was the queen of the early 90s. Mm -hmm. And I always just love this song because it's so fun and upbeat and it feels almost like a karaoke. Like, it's something that I would sing at karaoke because it's a lot of fun. But it has that very much a Cajun feel, so like we're just continuing my discussion from last week about Colin Baton Rouge which she does shout out Baton Rouge in this
1: song. Well, she also, you know, we we're talking about that song and having uh, New Grass Revival. She's got Bozale on there, who is yeah like a legendary Cajun Zydeco band, and then shouts them out on here, which is she does pretty cool.
0: And I actually have a clip where she right where she does that. But here are- you had said earlier that you didn't remember that song. I don't. do you remember it when you hear it? Mm-mm. It's a bop. It is a bop. It's a lot of fun. The thing that I love about Mary Chapin Carpenter is that she, she's singing about New Orleans and how much she loves Louisiana because the bitch is from Jersey. <laughs> It's almost like an Australian at the top. Of the I know. Contract. Imagine that. Well, she's from New Jersey, and she graduated from Brown University, so oh. she's an Ivy leaguer. What is she doing from New Jersey? That singing songs about New Orleans. I love it. Which is it so was, fun.
1: Cultural research for her, I work.
0: guess. But I mean, she did write this song herself, so she obviously loves. <laughs> like, I mean, I love New Orleans too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you? Have you? y'all been to New? It's so great. My husband and I got drunk on New Year's Eve last year, and they announced that the Panthers were playing the Saints in the playoff games in New Orleans, and we we're like, we're drunk. Let's buy plane tickets <laughs> and a ticket to the game and a hotel room. And we did, and it was so much fun. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> didn't happen this New Year's Eve because I got knocked up, so I can't drink.
1: <laughs> and also, the Panthers didn't the playoffs. Uh, so d- yeah, that's, that's true, <laughs> the too. Other part,
0: I would go back to New Orleans. We could just get drunk and buy tickets to New Orleans, even if the
1: Panthers weren't playing. New Year's is a great time to be down there, too. Oh,
0: and, gosh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I went down there with your sister, Erin. You went to New Orleans with my sister? With your sister. Oh and because we stayed with our friend Steve. huh Because he was down there in med school. And we... <laughs> we <laughs> rented... Or borrowed, like, a church van. Of course. And we left Charlotte in the afternoon and drove through the night. We took shifts. Somebody bought a handle of granddad whiskey. Oh, my gosh. That was pretty much gone by the time we got to New Orleans. So we got to New Orleans at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. And Melissa and I are like... We're tired. We're going to bed. And the boys are like, the bars are open all night. And so they went out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then, um, yeah, so we were there on New Year's New Year's Eve and went to um, a burlesque bar that was a lot of fun. And there was a bartender there that looked like, he looked like Nathan Lane oh in the bird cage. And it was so great. Sorry. Oh,
1: New, or- New Orleans. Story. Last time I was in <laughs> New Orleans, I saw Usher, the real Usher. So like, that was,
0: have you seen his hair recently? Yes.
1: <laughs> I have. not.
0: <laughs> it does not look real. <laughs> it was like really bouffant Do you it's, feel like Mary Chavin Carpenter
2: just like popped her hoop earrings out and was like, all right, let's talk about new lips.
0: I don't know. I mean, the fact that she went to Brown makes me think that she's not a hoop wearing type of Jersey girl. Okay. I think that, I mean, because there's a lot of parts of Jersey that are like farm and true it's a garden rural, state yes the garden state mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like rural areas maybe that's where the gates are
2: <laughs> in the garden it's state. in the garden the- <laughs> my god uh, it all comes back no i i would not have guessed she was from new jersey
0: yeah i didn't know that either and until recently and i just thought that it was so funny that because she sounds so country and the song is yeah i don't know it's just really funny to to think that she's from New Jersey. And, I mean, there are a lot of people we would guess. They ain't grow up on no farm. No. Not, at
2: least not in, like, Louisiana, where we would want to see, like, that's your hometown? No. yeah. Newark <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, I don't know where she's
1: from well, Just I remember, Jersey,
2: the I state of Jersey I remember this song oh,
1: being on a compilation I had Called Country Dance Super Hits Which was way better in my memory Than it actually is when I re-listened to it the other day Super Hits Although it does have two Mary Chapman Carpenter songs on it And more importantly, two Joe Diffie songs on it
0: Ooh, it that's our my, true love
1: Yeah, true love is Joe Show Diffie mm-hmm. uh, It kicks off with The Rock from the Sun And then it ends with a song and there's a lot of not that great songs that didn't really hold up so well in between.
0: You know what other compilation has two Mary Chapin Carpenter songs, I including this know. one? <laughs> yes, you do. Which one? It's the Chipmunks it one. It has two. It uh, has two Mary Chapin Carpenter songs on it. Oh wow! It. Okay, okay, so uh, <laughs> Spencer and I both discovered it in our research. I, I
1: remember this existing. I'll I don't remember this out.
0: existing.
1: So there is this <laughs> compilation. <laughs> I think if you spent enough time at Walmart in the 90s, you had to see this. Okay. Which, I don't know, maybe you had fancier places to go.
0: Okay, I was just like, why? Okay, you were shopping.
1: I'm like,
0: why were you there? Our Walmart yeah. didn't open until I was in, like, seventh grade. That's how small town I was. My goodness.
1: Well, we, we, had, go, a, we, we had, had a couple roses. towns over. Oh, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> we didn't even have roses in my hometown. Anyway, so there was this compilation in the early 90s, uh, Called Chipmunks in Low Places, uh, which is awful and is like emblematic of early or '90s period like crossover of pop culture happening just because people are like, oh yeah, let's, yeah, let's <laughs> let's put those two things together. That makes sense.
2: America. <laughs> and,
1: yeah, well that will sell. So it's <laughs> terrible. Um, are you going to make us listen to a clip from it? Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> I already have it queued up right here. You ready? I right. Cannot.
1: I hate that <laughs> so much.
2: What and is? I, I how do you it. define success when that kind of shit happens?
1: And then oh. uh, there's like Billy Ray makes the actual appearance on there, and Alan yes. Jackson. They're like interacting with the yes. chipmunks. Oh my god! Tammy
0: Wynette um, is also on there, as is Charlie is... Daniels and Aaron Tippin. I
1: mean, like
0: not <laughs> just Ray, covers. Like they're yeah, yeah.
1: They're, <laughs> they have roles on it. Like happy
0: and... to chip
2: in. Put my name on the byline. <laughs> no, <Yes>. it's. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good one. Was that intentional? No, I love it. I hate that.
1: No, like, you know, Billy Ray had to have some low points in his career, but like, what? What was worse than being on the Chipmunks album? That's
0: having totally... Miley Cyrus as a daughter. Probably. Oh, uh, sorry. On
1: certain
2: days. On certain days. Have you seen Noah? She's pretty bad.
0: He's another daughter. Oh, I didn't realize that. Younger yeah, sister. They... She's. Hmm. Is she a hot mess? Mm. Her later. Is Dolly Parton her godmother? No. That's what happened. I'm sure. That's what. Oh, bless. Mm.
1: All right. So I did find out, you know, roughly 25 years later, a reason for this compilation existing, which is if you go to the Wikipedia page on this, our number one source of research for this podcast, Always. Always. Um, I was reading about this compilation. Someone attempted to describe the storyline they they like came with a story arc for this album which is incredible so i'm just going to read it word for word and i'll mention the tracks it's referring to so that will kind of help it make sense so it starts out uh, alvin is broke and feeling so blue about life in general He's, he cheers himself up to his favorite country songs country pride he brings in his favorite singer to sing with him in his latest album, but every duet ends with an argument. Achey, breaky heart, and there ain't nothing wrong with the radio. That's Billy Ray's appearance, obviously. His girlfriend, Brittany, is in the final process of breaking up with him. Stand by your man, and I feel lucky. Coming home to a dirty room, he is so depressed after seeing his guests imitate his mischief that he loses touch with reality and sinks into fairy tale addiction. Gotta believe in pumpkins.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa wait. To- That's not a thing. He's addicted to fairy tales?
1: I didn't come up with this.
0: I I feel like we have to listen to the entire album. Sorry Uh, to interrupt. Okay, so he refuses to clean his room.
1: Yeah. Refusing to clean his room in the process. But Charlie Daniels urging. Charlie Daniels like his guardian angel, I guess, here. He starts to be nice to his brothers, but the conversation between them results in the unloading of a lot of unpleasant memories. Brothers in old boots. He does a concert in Nashville, but cannot resist destroying his and his brother's instruments. Don't write the jukebox and down the twist and shout. Mm -hmm. Grounded for his recent acts of mischief, he tries to hook up with Wayland Jennings, but Mr. Jennings turns down his overtures and bad his natural behavior, outlaws. Having scared everyone else away, he utters one final futile act of self-indignation. I ain't no dang cartoon. And that is the story of chipmunks in low places. Okay. So I just saw it at face value for you know 25 years, and mm-hmm. was missing out on this on
0: the whole backstory. You were right,
1: right, right, right. I just it didn't register to me. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, I was. This sounds like a Hallmark movie. That was an opus. Yeah, like somebody really.
1: Did. <laughs> Alvin was dealing with some shit in the early 90s. Apparently, uh, I want to meet the person
0: who wrote this.
1: Yeah, me too. I wish there was. It's not attributed on. Wikipedia, and it's not even like a this is how I feel about this album, it's just this is the storyline of this is what happened. This is what happened. Just I just, just a, I
0: always wonder about the people that write the Wikipedia. Uh,
1: um, I want this person to write more <laughs> Wikipedia <laughs> Me too. entries because, like, <laughs> in no way is that based in reality, but it's way better than anything else you can find on this album, including the actual album songs? itself. The songs. <laughs> you just need that. <laughs>
0: Oh, great. What an endeavor. What an endeavor. Well, I think I like Mary Chapin Carpenter's version a little bit better than the Chipmunks version. <laughs>
1: it's, a, it's a tough call. I want her to clean
0: her room. So. Yeah. Maybe if Charlie Daniels helped her clean her room. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Spencer, are you ready to talk about your song?
1: So my song is Dina Carter's Did I Shave My Legs for This? Which came out on her 96 album. It was a self-titled track from that album. And it was not the most well-known single from that album, even though it's probably her one album people uh, know and remember. It got nominated for Best Country Song in 98 and lost to Butterfly Kisses, which. Oh,
0: God, I hate that song too.
1: Yeah, um, terrible. And then. Probably even more criminal. The year before, Strawberry Wine was nominated for Best Country Song and lost to Leanne Rimes' Rhymes Blue. Which, at least that's a better song. Yes. But how do you not give it to Strawberry Wine? How does that... How does Strawberry Wine lose in Best Country Song for the year? It should win, like, Best Country Song of the 90s. Uh,
0: ever. I mean, yeah. that's part of the reason that we're doing this whole damn podcast. my goodness.
1: Right. <laughs> so, I thought of this song because... Uh, I didn't really remember it super well at the time. Like it wasn't really a big hit. Uh, I knew it. I, I don't think I had this album, but I think I just knew it from here on the radio or whatever. But, uh, we've talked before about the way, uh, songs will stick with you and then pop out. Like how Aaron was saying, she mm-hmm. still remembers everything from, I hope you dance more or less. So, uh, I guess it was two years ago now. It was 2017. Um, I was encouraged through, um, some posts made by, um, my friends, Sandra and Anita run a podcast called she and her, which is the only,
0: Oh, you've been on that Aaron. Been Yeah, on that That's
1: the, that's the only <laughs> podcast I should listen to spoiler. Um, so that's why I'm not that good at this podcast thing. Um, so they posted <laughs> something about this. And then, uh, I think my friend Tina Haver-Currin also posted something about, um, this woman, Lydia Merrick, uh, runs something called the feminist challenge. I think that was the first year in 2017 she did that it was basically for dudes to try to do things they may not normally do in their life as a man um but the not ladies that that, have to do right and it obviously not that you're really replicating that especially because it was a week by week thing and you're doing it once or, or for a week or whatever but the first thing in that uh probably predictably was uh shaving my legs which uh I did not do that well at, for the record, I asked a crowdsource, like, how long will this take me so I could plan this activity and got, you know, what, what would y'all say for that? How long- Well... How long would, would you say it to would,
0: shave your legs? It would depend because shaving a man's legs are probably going to be different than shaving a lady's legs. Well, I realize that now. We but. we <laughs> shave, most women who shave their legs, right. shave like at least on maybe a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And so the hair doesn't get that long. And so a, a shave maybe takes a few minutes extra in the shower. Yeah. And legs. also we've been doing it since we were in 12 12 and so you you just kind of yeah, really yeah thanks for the
1: extra information there i was just told, like yeah, you know like 15 minutes so i just like hop in the shower no nope. start trying to go at it no. the water's freezing while i'm trying to shave my legs while showering doesn't go that well i give up on that and just like take out like the the beard trimmer and like give it a first pass yeah that's what so you what should have done then, yeah thank you i realize that now I've, I've improved my technique uh it ends up taking me roughly. An hour and a half to like get all the way through this process. Oh, Wait, did you go a,
0: all the way up or did you just go to your knees? Oh, I went all the way up. Oh, I just see, figured I, I would might say as well. that most women just Getting go on. to, depending well, I, on the situation, just go to I your knees. I figured if I
1: was going to do it, I might as well do it for real. Um, <laughs> Michael Phelps, I you. So, <laughs> so that, just that, that was shit. a thing, and I cut it about. A hundred different places, of but and, and it was a pain in the ass and it sucked. But I never realized how awesome it feels right after you shave your legs. Yeah, like really I mean, I put, on get in new I, I put on a robe. Did get new sheets I put on a robe at first yeah. just because I felt fancy. But then I was running to the grocery store later and I had to put on pants, mm-hmm. and it was like probably the same jeans. And I put them on and I felt like they were like lined in silk. Yeah, and I that took it back skin, off. Baby. I took it back off and looked at the inside of my jeans and was like, <laughs> what, what? What happened to these? <laughs> and I remember being in the Harris like 11 at night doing these like leg stretches and be like really feeling how, how great that felt <laughs> in my legs. And I'm was sure like a weirdo. I'm, like walking through the dairy aisle. sound Need like some, a some milk. I'm doing like leg lunges. Yes. And then I get back home like, oh, what do these my pajama gosh. pants feel like now? What do these fuzzy pants feel like? What do these smooth dress pants feel like?
2: It's such a funny thing because this is when we were learning to shave. Yeah. And I didn't understand. Like, what is she talking about? What? Well, why is she so mad? But
1: God. Okay. Well, yeah, it, that's... that's the thing is like then I was like oh shit did I shave my legs just now I get it now I get it I spent an hour and a half (laughs) doing that shit (laughs) and it I, I cut myself in eighteen different places. It feels amazing on my legs now, but like that was so I didn't much know, effort. Yeah, I didn't know it was that much effort. So, now you um, now
0: you know what, what we there, ladies yeah, go do. Yeah, there is I did
1: actually I, I revisited the shaving of my legs process like that winter whenever I knew we were like on Christmas break and I was like, I'll be at home a lot and like be laying around in my pajama pants. That's gonna feel really I'm, nice. That's gonna feel really to- nice. Like, I'm gonna treat myself and just and I think I had down to like under 30 minutes that time. Oh, oh good, so I'm I, getting I better. Cut in roughly a third. Did you uh,
2: use scissors?
1: <laughs> <Sting>.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll have a follow where y'all can critique my process. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. New podcast. Yeah. New podcast. How to shave your legs? Shave Spencer.
0: Well, I I actually I kind of remember this song coming out whenever it did, but like you said, it wasn't like a huge hit for me. And whenever you mentioned that you to do this. I thought the premise of the song was that she was going on a date and then the date went poorly, and she was like, Did I shave my legs for this? But in reality, she is disappointed in her husband because. Yeah. She comes home. She goes and gets her nails done. She shaves her legs. She gets a new dress. and then all he wants to do is drink beer and watch football. Do you have I just pulled the lyrics up because I remembered it the way you did.
2: Yeah, because I I thought it
0: was like a date type thing. Yeah, I didn't internalize a lot of these Oh here lyrics. I have. It's right before the chorus where she talks about all he wants to do is watch fo- is drink beer and watch football. Yeah. Yeah. Between the TV and beer. Yeah. It's perfectly clear between the TV and beer I won't get so much as a kiss. As I head for the door and I turn around to be sure, did I shave my legs for this? Which I think is really funny because being married... I don't shave my legs for my husband. He doesn't get that. (laughs) I shave my legs because I'm like, ooh, this this looks gross. I'll be in public. Or I'm going to be wearing a dress today. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, I don't know that he would even... Notice unless they were like stubbly, like spiky. That's yeah. always painful. Like the f- first couple of days after it starts to grow out mm-hmm. when it's stubbly and spiky, that's not fun. But then once it gets a little bit longer, it's soft and you can't tell. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that that was funny re listening last night because I was like, oh, this, why would you shave your legs for your husband anyway? And also, like, <laughs>
1: You're to be fancy. I
0: guess. But listening to the lyrics and watching the video, it made me think so much of the great movie from, I think, the 80s, Overboard, with oh, yeah. um, a Goldie Hawn. Yes. And when she's, like, in the kitchen trying to cook, and her quote husband is in the den drinking beer and watching football it just was the same type Parallels. of thing and also I love that movie so much but Spencer you had some another clip you wanted to share yeah, yeah. I remember this song a lot more
1: upbeat yeah, yeah
0: that's what I was thinking too
1: so, there is this ending to it that she was playing apparently like on TV shows and award shows and stuff like that that was a lot more upbeat uh, that I really liked and I don't remember this again I didn't have cable so I was probably missing all these performances but when I was looking looking ...looking at different video clips and that sort of thing. This was from her appearance on Conan in uh, 97, which... By the way, he introduces it by saying that Newsweek has just named her one of 100 Americans who will help shape the country as we approach the new millennium. <laughs> bad, bad call <laughs> Newsweek, I guess, on that. I really want to find that list and see the rest of their 100. Uh, their their but this is from the end of that uh, version that she plays live, and the Conan one's kind of the best uh, recording of it on YouTube, where she kind of tacks on a reprise to the end of the album version. <laughs>
2: know in my head. Yeah, Where did I hear it? I Conan, obviously. <laughs> I didn't know. I guess maybe. But.
1: I mean, I, it was, she played that same way on like the CMAs. She also did that same version on the Donnie Marie show I found oh. on YouTube. There's a duet with Marie Osmond, which you don't need to hear. I don't. I listen to it so that you don't have to. Thank and you. you don't need to hear that. It's a real awkward air of you too. But yeah, like it's got this waltzy feel on the studio version, which this does too at the beginning, but then she like totally kicks in high gears. There and has like you know that piano and the fiddle and they're just ripping it at the end. It's kind of got this attitude to it that the studio version doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. have. It's a lot more sassy,
2: which is yeah. What my question
0: is a sassy
1: right yeah, yeah. Whereas it's,
0: the the album version is more like depressed. Right. Like oh man. Yeah. I shaved my legs for this. Yeah. It's yeah. More resigned, Whereas the, where this is the like upbeat a, one is like why the fuck, did I waste my time? Yeah,
1: she's pissed off in that one, yeah. which yeah. is awesome. But her dad was, like, this big Nashville dude. Uh, his name was Fred Carter, who was, like, working like, the 50s and 60s, mm-hmm. like, guitarist, songwriter, producer, did all that stuff when, like, country and rock were overlapping a lot. So that kind of made sense, too. Where, like, I don't think it really came out on her album. Definitely not on Strawberry Wine or, you know, the album version of this. But, you know, he worked with, like, Dylan, Waylon Jennings, and Willie Nelson, Levon Helm, and all these people. Um, Jan- John Anderson who we're getting to later on a future episode as well um so that kind of made some sense to me too that like she would have incorporated some of this kind of like rock yeah you know attitude into her uh into her songs I wish it had more of that on the album or yeah, I wish yeah. was a her version. face was
2: like so happy as she was like you know singing jamming Cool. Where would I have I I did not watch late night television. Would you have watched the CMAs? Maybe, but like I feel like I have a radio like a version. Of it? version oh. Like internalized. Like that, even that like my legs for this, like yeah. that is what I feel like I, I would mean, sing it as. Huh. I don't know. Interesting.
0: What were they playing in Charlotte, North Carolina? That's <laughs>
1: funny. You had the fancy radio out there.
0: Maybe. Good one. Good songs this week. Yeah. So, Erin, uh, before we close, do you have any cool stuff coming up? Yeah, we um, we have an
2: open mic every fourth Saturday in Raleigh at the Night Rider, hosted by Regina Twine. We I have love La- Regina. Yes. Uh, we have Lady Bits open mic, but that's also on second Saturdays at the Pinhook in Durham. And every first Friday, you can catch us with a showcase at Neptunes in downtown Raleigh. And every other month at the Pinhook, we have a show. So. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of stuff happening all the time. There's always funny ladies to be seen. Sometimes we might make fun of country music, I feel
0: like. It. I mean, so this the origin story that we shared at the first episode of Spencer and I bonding over Reba McIntyre came from me sharing the story about the night that I did Lady Bits at um, the Nightlight or Night Rider, mm-hmm. and I told them how I loved Reuben McIntyre's Fancy, and I actually started crying on stage, <laughs> which love it. Went so really, I it that. went I, really well, but I was like, "You guys, I'm, y'all are laughing, but I am actually literally crying up here." <laughs>
2: And I'm the emotional
0: one. I, I know. Sorry. I had a few. Like, John bought me some drinks I that night.
2: It. I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm here for us just talking about whatever we want.
0: Yeah. That's a great. I will say, anybody that's listening in the triangle... If you are a lady and you have thought about doing stand up, do lady bits because it's so fun and it's always a really supportive crowd. Yeah. So even if you kind of bomb, like nobody's we don't gonna care. boo you yeah. off a stage. They'll they'll be like that was good, but maybe you want to try better this. luck next time. Do good next High time. Fives. <laughs> Hugs.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, you say that, but all the ones I've been to, not a lot, but the performances have been really good. I thought it's not like you probably this went is to like, the showcases. It's like a <laughs> no, you've not
2: been to the oh, you've lower gone to lady. Like, that's
1: so hot. um yeah so like go to them anyway even if Yeah, you, yeah. like it's good comedy and I would suggest just liking them on Facebook or something if you're not good at keeping up with Second Saturdays or Fourth Saturdays and it's that just sort all of thing like me.
0: There's all and the comedy all the time. It, it
1: does pop up all the time, yeah. I feel like.
0: Well, and it's, it's not just in, like, Raleigh and Durham, but you guys do shows sometimes in Asheville mm-hmm. and then back in Charlotte. We have quarterly shows in Asheville and Charlotte. We're trying to get one set up in Winston-Salem. Um,
2: we had one show in Wilmington last year, but I don't think we'll be back there. Oh. Just with um, the hurricane and stuff. Oh, yeah. People had to take time off. Like, like i don't know the female scene down there we're working on it cool from a distance from mm-hmm. <laughs> different podcast. different podcast <laughs> can cool. we sing butterfly kisses on the way out oh do you, you want me to cue it can. up kidding no god we talked about mother daughter uh, mother son dances that was the father daughter dance yeah I'm so sure he nobody... won Dove
1: awards oh, for this for her beer <laughs> Four doves.
0: This is the second time that the Dove Records have come up on this podcast. Oh, it's coming up later. Don't worry, I've got more. Blood That's material. just it.
2: Like I was like, why he got mad that um, did I shave my legs? Lost to it, but I was like, well, it's God and country. God's first. God. <laughs> Butterfly
0: kisses is a Christian song. All right, country second. God and country. <laughs> oh, okay. And on that, we're gonna. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening uh next episode we have another very funny lady she doesn't do funny things as a profession the way that erin does but she's still lovely and that's um alice and hussy so tune in for that and uh we'll catch you next time